known I wanted to be a farmer since I was six, basically. So I haven't always been a farmer, but I kind of knew it. Welcome to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast with one simple vision, build up, become strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Tom, here with John and Mike, and in the studio, we have our friend Eric this week with us. Eric is a small farmer at Root and Marrow Farm. Interestingly, uh, we're all kind of based in the Loudoun County area in Northern Virginia, about an hour or so outside of D.C., and depending on what studies you read, Loudoun County is actually uh, one of the most, if not the top, most affluent county in the nation, and kind of paradoxically to that, there's an awful lot of agriculture that goes on in Loudoun County. And so, Eric, just tell us a little bit about kind of the farming deal and how that has been a part of your life growing up, you know, and how you kind of came to the the spot where you're going to open up your own farm. Awesome. Yeah. I, I've kind of known since I was six that I wanted to farm. I, when I was six, I asked my dad, walked up to him and I was like, dad, I want a piece of land to farm. (laughs) At the time we were living in a a suburb house. It it was about an acre lot just under in California. And he gave me a little probably six by six by six triangle in the corner of the garden of the family vegetable garden. And he, he said, you know, so one edge was the border between the garden. And he said, when you do well, if you prove yourself, you can keep expanding. Okay. And uh, I just loved it and, and got the bug from that. And I remember going out. I'm sure he knew all about it, but I thought I was sneaking by him. I had this little rock border in between mine and, and the big garden, and I would uh, just keep expanding it. Every <laughs> <day>. <laughs> so I, I was early on, I was doing a land grab for farmland. <laughs> but then, uh, I mean, root and marrow is fairly new and so that's not farming was not always your path obviously yeah definitely yeah I kind of always had that had the passion all throughout my childhood I always was doing something growing something raising something and when I was I think 16 I started doing landscaping for other you know houses and loved it because at a young age it was the best way to make money and uh and then and I did that throughout high school and college when I was in the states and that was really awesome but when I was I think 22 20 I think it was 21 I was watching this farming Netflix show and all of a sudden I was like what, what am I doing like I've wanted to do this my whole life and I'm not doing it I've always had this dream of having a farm but my whole plan was get rich with landscaping I don't have good plans. Don't <laughs> don't judge me, but um, you know I'll I'll grow this landscaping business, get rich, and then be able to buy a farm because I may never be able to buy one if I'm farming. Mm-hmm. And right. and at that point, I, I I was like, you know what? 
I don't know if the getting rich with landscaping is a good plan either. I'd rather be in farming all my life and not own a farm than never have the opportunity to farm mm-hmm. because I passed it by because I was got I got busy with things that I wasn't passionate about. At that point, I made that mental decision to really follow my passion. And it, you know, through just the reality of life took a couple years for me to make enough money and, (laughs) you know, uh, be able to make that change and find the opportunity to to find a good change. So how long have you now been a professional farmer? (laughs) I feel like I'm not even a professional (laughs) farmer yet. So I don't know if that's fair, but. So amateur um, farmer then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had a friend uh, call me up and say, hey, I'm starting a farm. Do you want to, do you want to manage it? And over the phone, I'm like, why are you asking me that? Like, you're an idiot for asking me this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I have no experience, whatever. But I just calmly, like I do in every interview, oversell myself. (laughs) And I was like, sure, yeah, I got this. And so that was my first try at it. And over that summer, I realized just how little I knew about farming. Mm. So for the past, uh, that was in 2013. So since then, I've been working in different job opportunities around farming, doing internships, and then going overseas to help different farmers out over there, start up their operations. And it was a real blessing because I got to see so many different types of farms. To begin with that failure and essentially create a bucket list of what I needed Mm. to know, or, or at least the questions I needed to ask before I could start farming with a good idea of what I needed was amazing because then I just started checking them off the list by just finding opportunities in my style of farming, which is small scale, natural. The goal is to farm organically, even though I'm not certified organic. It's, it's a very small niche in the market. Mm -hmm. And even colleges that have programs don't really have anything to do with that. Mm -hmm. They don't, there's not much knowledge that's shared in that way. So yeah, I've just been traveling around the world and and trying my best to learn. And then recently, 2017, I got the lease for my current farm. 2018, last year was my first season growing. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. So has it lived up to the dream? Everything you thought it would be, and then some. It in very crazy ways. Yes, it's uh, definitely not the dream that I had dreamed. Mm. But the joy that I got from the dream is more so. It's And that's been the cool thing is it's actually, this is kind of a weird, I think a weird way to look at it. But, and unless you've experienced it, you can't really trust me probably. But the hardships have been some of the prettiest times in my life. Like they've just really, I, I've always been up until now, I feel like I've always been the kind of guy that's just, good to go with the flow i'll say it a little bit lazy um, <laughs> and and i just this has been a really cool opportunity because the the neat thing about farming is you can work as hard as you want and god can decide through a hailstorm or yeah. you know whatever comes along pests and i've seen it all in 2018 alone <laughs> Seriously, um, and uh he can like he decides whether you have success you can be the smartest scientists in the world know everything about botany and whatever else you need to know and it won't get you anywhere at the end of the day no matter how hard you work god brings the blessing and then also 
in my weakness, you know, in the places where I am lazy and I could have done better, he still brings the blessing. And yeah. so in both ways, you just see that it's not you at the end of the day, you know? And, and yeah. so it's a really neat place to be for work, for a career, to be able to try your hardest every day, but also have grace at the end of the day. So that's that's been really neat. You were talking about work and your dream and all this stuff. And these have been topics that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. And it's really cool that you're actually living out your dream while also doing work. Topics that we've discussed so far have been ways to find value and ways to find joy in our work. But you're in a unique position, right? You're actually working and at your dream. So how do you separate the, I don't want to say the joy and the pleasure from doing something that is your dream, but also knowing that, hey, this is, this is work, right? I have to go out there and do stuff. That's a tough question. <laughs> and it's something I've been working through the last year because I think that it's a really difficult place to find balance. Unlike a nine to five job, you don't have any definite starts or ends. And so I'm the kind of person that actually, if I have a definitive time slot, I, I like a schedule. I like to meet, you know, meet demands and meet targets and all that. And so it, it is a hard thing to find. But for me, one of the one of the things that I think has really changed the way I look at the farm, it's always been a dream and it's always been my goal to make sure that it was, I was doing it for God. And even though it's been my goal, it's always a hard thing to keep in front of me, especially being in the richest county in the nation. And yeah. yeah feeling like I'm getting far behind because now I'm nearing 30 and I don't have any life savings and all of that. And, but something I'm, I'm realizing and really, uh, TJ Bramblett, who's another entrepreneur in, in Loudoun County kind of brought it to my attention, um, that even though it was my goal for it to be a gift to God, I was trying to manage how I gave the gift to mm -hmm. God and he's, he told me, we were having breakfast, and he's like, surprisingly, I feel like you're working too hard in this. Like, typically, I wouldn't give people that that thought. Um, and But he's like, Eric, I think you're working too hard in this. And I think you just need to go home and pray over your farm and, like, talk to God about it and, and really dedicate it. And, I was, you know, driving home the 20 minutes or whatever it was, you know, kind of go – pray over my farm, farm, spend the whole day praying about it. And I got home and the minute I got home, I was like, okay, back to work. <laughs> you know, it's just, there's stuff to do. It's not clean yet. And I went to, I had to weed eat and, uh, I went to pull the string on the trimmer and the piece broke off the, the little like handle <laughs> to the string and it broke off. And this was before I had moved there, um, to live there. And so I didn't have any tools there. And I was like, oh man. And I looked and it was right like the it hadn't quite gone into the little chamber. And so I like reached in there to grab the string and, you know, pulled it out and forgot that it has the little restraint on it to to get the engine started. And it just slips right in. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and, and uh and then, you know, immediately though, I was like, well can't do anything else i can either drive home and call it a day or i can pray about this farm mm -hmm. and i spent the re the rest of the time there just telling god what i what i knew but also making reaffirming what i knew to be the case which is 
it's your farm. Like mm. I love it to death and I've already lost a farm. You know, that first farming experience was the, one of the most difficult things I, after it, I didn't think I was going to farm again yeah. for a long time. And, and so I said, you know, this is yours and I don't know how long you're giving this to me, but help me to give it back to you every day that I'm here and help, help it to be my gift to you. And if it's, if you're, decision is for me to move on help it to be very clear and make it very easy for me to see your hand in it yeah um so that's awesome so we had um been having a conversation where you said something really cool about finding work finding a job to do that isn't work essentially and that struck me because you're working in an industry that most people don't really experience directly in their lives and is also a lot more physical than what most people experience. And so most people would sit back and go, this dude, he's working the land. He's, he's working hard, right? How does he say that that's not work? So could you kind of like break that out for us a little bit? <laughs> sure. Uh, I've probably since found out it's more work, than <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a it's a tough thing running a business, and so there it's definitely very hard. And and for me, just I like having just one thing to do. Like if it were my dream job, I would just be farming yeah. or just be marketing or you know just one thing. It's a lot easier for me. And I, I used to do that with the different farms I worked at before, and it was I was like, man, I got this. Like right. <laughs> people, uh, I, I need to start my own farm because this is so easy. And then once you get in there and you're dealing with, you know, having to make $20,000 of purchases to get your farm up and running and you only have $5,000, then you're like, uh, what is the most important of all of this necessary stuff that I need it, you know? And so those kinds of questions and challenges have just been really difficult and get up thinking, okay, tomorrow I need to weed all the garden because that's what is the most necessary thing and then it decides to rain and you can't weed efficiently and so now you're trying to figure out what else to do even though you had a schedule yeah i think it's a it's a tough thing to manage manage your time and and try to make sure that it's not all consuming and i don't i'm at this point i'm not sure where where the answer is but i do i have seen that there is a certain that typically where I think the answer is I'm, I'm erring on the side of too much work as in I'm trying too hard to grow my business or meet something and, uh, you know, meet some goal, meet some target for money in the bank or cash flow, you know, all yeah. those kinds of things. And the joy that I get out of it are the times when I can remember why I'm doing it and, and for me, it's it's a really cool it's a cool um, story. Uh, my mom, who who passed away, she growing up was also a gardener, and I, she modeled for me a love and a, an amazing love for other people. It's it's weird to say, and sometimes I doubt myself because I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just saying that because I'm putting too much value on the past you know she's passed away like but she really did and i respect and love her for that she gave all of 
us children, we're six in my family, she gave us all this amazing care for others. And so I remember she used to take little flower cuttings and share them with a the neighbor. And, and I was a, a horrible kid growing up. Like I, I really like it. It's a miracle that I am. Clearly you were it, land grabbing your own dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that was one of the nicer things I did. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, you know, we used to go to church and I was, I don't know where this came from, but I was just an angry little impish kid. Like, it was just me. I used to give all my Sunday school teachers the hardest time in class and like try to debate with them, you know, why God may not be real, you know, like all these kinds of things yeah. as like a six year old, you know, <laughs> and they don't know what to do with that. And what was neat is I saw my mom doing this with, with neighbors. And that's what I started doing with my garden. I would cut little flowers and bring bouquets to all these people that I, that I loved at church, yeah. but I just used to give them a hard time for some reason and it meant so much to them and so i always try to go back to that place and and refocus because that's it's amazing how small of a gift you have to give to change someone's life and so i look for ways to give those gifts and to one of the cool things about vegetables and farming in general is how intertwined agriculture is with the gospel and the bible it's all throughout and it's one of the simplest and purest ways to give a gift between two people. And that's what I really love about it. I've never seen myself as a, a good communicator. And so like I used to think I, I was probably 12 years old when I started thinking like maybe farming needs to be my thing. Cause I can, people get how much I love them when I give them gifts from my garden but I can't always communicate it. And yeah. so that's really like kind of what I go back to. And the the name root and marrow really, I was struggling trying to come up with a name and, you know, there's all the trying to be different than everyone else and all that. And so the heart that I was going for with this farm uh, was along the same lines as Ezekiel. Um, when it talks about having the dry bones come to life, and there, I, there's just so much meaning in that. And I don't take it fully literally when I name my farm after that. But there's symbolism there is is really neat to me. And having seen how nasty of a kid I was, how lost I was, really angry, and seeing how God has redeemed that and, and also seeing how he mirrors that in agriculture is really mm. cool to me. It's amazing how the earth and the heavens declare the glory of God, like yeah. undoubtedly. Yeah. And so for me, that's really what I wanted to mimic with my farm. Both roots and marrow are the, the things that bring up the nutrients and give life to the plant or the animal. And so that's, that's my goal is that what I do on my farm gives life and that God would work through me to give that life through the vegetables that I, that I grow through the conversations I have, um, and, and through however he wants to use me until he wants me to go somewhere else. So that's awesome, dude. Thanks. So how can people find you? Do you have a website, social media? I do. Um, yeah, I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of hats to wear right now. I have an Instagram and that's typically where I'm 
where I am on social media. It's Root and Marrow Farm, I believe. Okay. <laughs> no spaces. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and that's what I have right now. And, and I will, I have um, a domain already, but I haven't set up the site okay. yet. So. And what about if people are actually local? How can they hook up with you and get some vegetables? <laughs> um, right now I'm, I'm doing, I'm actually selling to individuals to, I, I kind of do a harvest membership where people get to be a part of what I'm harvesting every meat, every week. If, if people are interested, just come out to the farm and see it, um, schedule a time with me, DM me on Instagram, um, whether you're interested in buying or not. Um, I love showing what God's doing there. And, uh, and so if they want to see it and, you know, bring the kids to see how real vegetables are grown, um, definitely do that. Cool. Yeah. So again, that is Root and Marrow Farm in Lovettsville, Virginia. Go check out Eric and buy some vegetables and help a small farmer out. Thanks, dude. Thanks. I appreciate you coming. Yeah, thanks, yeah. brother. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to another Strong Towers podcast. In the past few weeks, John, Tom, and I have been talking about how chasing your dreams will require work. We talked about the differences of work versus work and how to prioritize your time. We talked about how to find work that makes your soul come alive and what makes your soul come alive at work. Kind of like what Eric at Root Marrow Farms is doing by living out his passions and calling every day at work. So we hope you've enjoyed this series as much as we've enjoyed recording it. And as always, you can find us at strong-towers.com. And if you get a chance, tell a friend about the conversations we're having here at Strong Towers. And of course, rate and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a larger audience. So we'll see you next week as we kick off a new series about masculine friendship and the importance of having your tribe. I say all this as I'm about to help John move a fridge down to his basement. So until next time, my friends, build up, become strong. <laughs>